0: kind of weary time But enough to die and die I tried that life but said goodbye Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me today, we got Devin.
1: Hey, how's it going, people? What's going on? I'm
0: here. Devin. Okay. Yeah. So, last week I told you I was going to watch Ready to Rumble. You you tried to talk me out of it a little bit, but I watched it anyway, so we can talk a little bit about that. But then you also pitched this idea that we should watch this other movie called Mean Guns together. Which we did last night together.
1: We did well, well kind of like cool. last night. Slash this morning.
0: Yeah. Wow. What a fucking trip this was. Uh, I will say. Well, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Ready to Rumble first, because Ready to Rumble, I found as it was an entertaining movie to me. It Ready still held up. It's
1: a very straightforward, straightforward movie.
0: Yes. Um. It's still entertaining, as entertaining to me today as it was, you know, when it first came out and I saw it. it Then it still
1: holds up if you are a wrestling fan and you, because wrestling fans make old wrestling references all the time. Yes,
0: yes. Now the reason why I want to talk about Ready to Rumble first is because Mean Guns, whole different level of insanity. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, all right. So, Ready to Rumble, you have uh, God. Damn it, what the hell's the character's name or what's the hell's the actor's name now? David Arquette. David Arquette. Uh and then the demo. Boggs, yeah.
1: AKA Law.
0: Yeah. And then you have the uh the demo guy from the Oceans eight, eleven movies.
1: Oh <laughs> he's uh, he
0: the driver, I think, actually. I can. I can. Yeah.
1: His friend? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Scott Ken, better known as uh as a uh, detective sergeant Danny williams also known as dano in
0: hawaii 50 oh all right there you go the new I've, never seen, I've, Five-0. I've, I've never, I've
1: never watched really it. Like new Five-0. i'm a surprise because you well not really that surprised because uh you're not you're not the biggest fan of ncis la
0: right
1: if i'm mistaken it's made by the same guy that did ncis la yeah, i know they, they've had a couple crossover episodes with the, right. with Hawaii Five-0.
0: so this movie essentially it's it's very cut and dry it's it's like I said, very entertaining. If you're, especially if you're a wrestling fan, but essentially these two massive, re- these like big wrestling fans, huge fans of a, of a wrestler called Jimmy King, uh, who reminded you of Sam from the Game of Thrones. I still think it's because he's a larger fella. No, and it, it's it, it, was not the, that. it was the it, it, was, the, it's not that. it
1: was the it was the literally was just the hair and the facial expressions he made. It was a face. It was not even him him as, as a just his like body. his his
0: blank staring expressions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So they go to a Monday Night Nitro live in like Cheyenne or some shit like that, and uh, essentially during this, you know, Jimmy the King is the champion in the, at this point, and he has like this bad habit of showing up to the you know to his matches drunk and late, uh, and he's going to be fighting Diamond Dallas Page who. I guess it's the manager, like the main manager guy, uh, who, who pretty much gave Jimmy the, the start, told Diamond Dallas Page to just pretty much annihilate him. Just he throw, got throw him a an ass kicking.
1: He got tired of his shit. Cause you, he, he was just kind of like, he was very popular. He was at, you know, he was very, you know, acting like he was like hot shit. Right. Um, and in reality, he was like trailer trash. Right. Um, and then he just should show up drunk and late whenever he wanted to. And uh, so he just like, yo, give him the business.
0: Yeah. So DDP, you <laughs> know, started actually like laying in on his punches and, you know, started actually whooping his ass. And you know what? Jimmy, the King, he Those fought punches back. look
1: good. Those punches look good. Right? Yeah. I was laughing. I was laughing when he was like, I can't, I would never hit him. It was a fluke. I'm like, you were doing all right until you got jumped.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. Like, he was actually holding his own, I feel. Uh, And then DDP's goons came out and started all throwing him a whooping. And then some other people came out who were supposed to be on Jimmy the King's side, and then they turned on him. Uh, The only two that I really remember who were supposed to be on his side at first that turned on him were Mr. Perfect and I think Saturn was supposed to be a good yeah, guy at that it,
1: point. I think it was Perry Saturn. I think it was Perry Saturn. Yeah, and because uh, Sid Vicious was always not against, always, always against him. Yeah, he
0: was always on DDP's side. Goddamn, Sid Vicious, goddamn it! Um, so then everybody just throws him a in, They end up counting him out. DDP becomes champ, and Jimmy the King goes into hiding. He essentially leaves his his wrestling career is over. And so these two guys, they're driving a shit truck, uh, and they're on their way back. They start crying, they start, you know, they're taking this this pretty hard, and they end up crashing their shit truck, and that was probably one of the better scenes. And then the toilet paper truck hits them as well. Uh, But then they decide... Because then
1: they all got covered in shit, like head to toe, completely. Yeah. Um. And the camera cut and the camera cut back, and they were severely less covered in shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the toilet paper. The toilet paper helped them out with that. Uh-huh. Very absorbent. Uh. Mm-hmm. But they they decided that it was their purpose to find out where Jimmy King lives, and go and rally him, train him, and essentially get him ready to try to get his title back. So part of the movie is them trying to find where Jimmy King lives. They go on like this little adventure best scene in the movie. They hitchhike in a van full of nuns and they all start singing running with the devil. Yes, I loved the scene where the nuns were singing running with the devil. I don't know why.
1: And apparently the nuns were farting.
0: Oh yeah. The farting nuns. Cause it wasn't either of them. And it nope. couldn't have been the fact that they all smelled like shit. So, um, they track down Jimmy's ex-wife, who is, she's a gem. So isn't his his kid? Uh, oh fuck his kid! Like who, who I mean, needs dental work apparently, real bad.
1: Yeah, fuck, fuck that kid.
0: Uh, and then they go and they track down Jimmy's parents. To see if they know where he is, and then they start correcting Jimmy's parents when Jimmy's parents are trying to tell them about what kind of guy Jimmy the King is.
1: I he tells the one guy like I he's like, he tells no, the in day, his like, biography, he you bi- died he in a died. plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> know, he, he helped the family out after you died in a plane crash. It's like,
0: yeah, and that guy's like, the like get the fuck off my porch before I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> rightfully
1: so. Rightfully so.
0: So they end up tracking him down to an RV, at a, at a, at an RV park, and Jimmy the King's like wearing like a dress and a wig, and he's trying to hide out. And they they buy him some beer to essentially get five minutes of his time. And then they start, you know, Jimmy the King fucking throw like he he ends up kicking their asses and knocking them out, waking them up the next morning and saying, yeah, you know what? Let's do this. I want my one more shot at you know, at least the, the squirrely fucking manager guy, Sinclair. And they drive to one of the events that they're doing, and they end up, during DDP's promo in the back, they end up jumping him. And, again, Jimmy the King kind of holds it. Yeah, he jumped DDP this time, but he held his own. He threw DDP a good whooping with that toilet seat. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I mean he he's he's a little tougher than he leads on, but then essentially Sinclair says, "All right, you know you know what you want it, you got it. One more shot, one more match," and then Jimmy the King essentially you know he was like trying to say no 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 no, but the two the two shit dudes fucking wouldn't let him obviously because they're the his biggest fans, so they said, "Okay, one more match, steel cage for the belt and for one million dollars." Uh, in what, like a month? He had like a month to train or some shit. Uh, So he goes and sees this old school wrestling trainer, Sal Bendini, who trains him a little bit, then has an injury because Sinclair sends Sid Vicious and Saturn after him, who they also get their asses kicked, but... Sid ends up hitting him with a chair, which puts him in the hospital. I mean, the guy's like 118 years old. Um,
1: I mean, 107.
0: Yeah, he's he's fucking old as dirt. Um, and then essentially, there's like this montage where they go back to roots. They go back to the uh, the original two guys' hometown. Um, King's actually taking it really, you know, seriously. And this is right around the time where... Uh, what's Arquette's character's name? Uh, fuck, I just lost it. Oh, it's like... second. I a second. Da, 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 starts with da, a D, da, 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 I think. Oh, uh, Gordy. Oh, Gordy, yeah. So Gordy ends up having to leave because he's going to go take the police exam that he's been trying to dodge because he doesn't really want to be a cop. But his dad's very insistent. Uh, I Okay, let me also say this. Can I say when his dad shoots the refrigerator...
1: I completely thought like the last shot. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: but then you see like milk and orange juice and water and stuff squirting out of the out of the bullet holes. That's not how fridges work. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it depends if he if he stores his drinks and shit in the door. Yeah, but still, there's going to be that space between the door and the fridge.
1: You're definitely right, there is. I mean, you know, it shouldn't have been coming, it should have been like a trickle, if anything.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was like a squirt. And yeah. all various different spots and all different liquids, but still. I digress. Anyway, long story short, they go to the pay-per-view, uh, minus Gordy. Jimmy the King goes out there with Sean. Uh and he starts wrestling DDP. They're doing pretty good. And then I think DDP went to go handcuff Jimmy the King to the cage, but then Sean throws like baby powder in his face.
1: He's like, that shit doesn't work, but it does enough of a distraction for him to fucking
0: handcuff DDP. Uh, wow. And then enter the goons who come and fucking rip the cage door open and then somehow lock it behind them. Uh,. And they start pretty much well, actually still even here Jimmy the King, he grabs the ladder and starts actually throwing a whooping on all the goons too, uh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean he 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 is showing he, his he is much better potential.
1: he is much better than he gives himself credit for,
0: yes, um, but he does end up uh getting betrayed by his kid who dressed up in a mask. Who threw him off just long enough to have the tables turn, and everybody starts kicking the shit out of him. And then Goldberg shows up with a small little group of people to try to help Jimmy, but they can't get into the ring because it's locked. And then here comes
1: uh, in WCW Goldberg would have just broke through that in like two seconds.
0: True. He, yeah, i he, watched WCW. He, he would have just ripped the, the whole would've side would've of just... the cage off.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're just like yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like let's be honest here. That that that's what happened there.
0: But Gordy comes in riding a police bike, wearing his police uniform, and busts oh. busts through the cage to open it into the ring, and then the bike just seamlessly like slides out of the ring somehow,
1: like so, perfectly timed. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> like so the s- bike slides
1: out the ring. It like hits somebody else on the way out of someone. the ring.
0: Yeah, probably should have killed someone. Um. Yep. Anyway, more fighting happens. Jimmy makes it up to the. S- you know, the second cage, him and DDP fight. There's like, there's a, there's like trash cans up in like the rafters on the second cage. There's um, crutches and stuff to beat each other with. Then they make it to the outside and crawl up to the very, very top of the cage where the belt is. And DDP knocks Jimmy down to, I think like the first level. And then sting comes down and kicks DDP down to the first level, and then somehow magically ends up on the first on like the ring level of the first cage, and, and ends up like punching Sean and then punching Gordy because Gordy wanted to be punched by Sting, because uh, they're just huge fans. I mean, if if I had the opportunity to get punched by Sting, I wouldn't pass it up. Um, and then you know. King and DDP make it back to the top again. And then essentially, I don't remember what it was. I think it was just a body slam that King does to DDP and ends up... DDP goes through each section of the steel cage until he hits the ring. And then King wins the match, takes the belt. Yep. Um, And then at the very, very end, the kids were like, oh, yeah, well, that was just a one-time thing. You guys aren't really wrestlers, blah, blah, blah. And then Goldberg throws that convenience store clerk through the glass door, because fuck that guy. Uh, Okay. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty much the extent of that movie. So, again, still holds up if you're a wrestling fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're not a wrestling fan, you probably, it's like, I would probably say it's worse than, like, your average, like, teen comedy movie.
0: I will but, say it is a better movie than some of the WWE movies that have been put out. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, not to mention, I got to see some wrestlers, like, that I hadn't seen since I used to watch WCW
1: Nitro. Oh, no, like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It, it is definitely good in that regard. Yeah. Like I, said, like I said, watch it for the wrestling nostalgia. I, if nothing else, like I, I, I do mean, have I, a question I for you. The whole of as a movie in general, unless you like, unless you like wrestling.
0: I do have a question for you. I don't remember the wrestler's name, and that's the question. Is there was a wrestler in that movie? He showed up. I think he was in. I think he showed up with Goldberg as part of that posse at the very end. But he essentially he always just wore jean shorts and like a white tank top as his wrestling attire. And he wasn't like an overly large, he's not a super large, muscular dude. I, I don't remember what his name is. I was hoping maybe you would. Let's see, Han.
1: So apparently John Cena was in that movie too. He's uncredited, but he was in that movie. Where? I don't know where, but he was in that movie. He is listed as being in the movie. It says uncredited, but he's in the movie. <laughs> I know Bam Bam's in there.
0: Yeah, because he was one of DDP's posse. Uh, run through.
1: Was it Disco Inferno? No,
0: I don't think so.
1: It wasn't Billy Kidman? It wasn't Conan? It wasn't Perry Saturn? I don't know. I I have to see him again. I have to see him like again. Like it's a freshman mind, but I have to see him like specifically because he's like a background character. I have to like pay attention.
0: Um. Let me see. Wait, who was it?
1: Was it Billy Kidman?
0: It could be it could have been
1: Billy Kidman. I mean that would make
0: sense. Whose side was he on? Uh, I mean I, I don't have all that information. Oh, it was Billy, Billy Kidman. Kidman. Okay, well, yeah, Billy Kidman. There you go. Yeah, he always just wore jean shorts and uh, a white tank top. Yeah. Man, I hadn't seen him in forever. And then I saw him in that movie. He's I was good. like, hey, I remember that dude. He was good. He was good. Like, generally speaking,
1: he was good. Um, Like,
0: as a wrestler, generally speaking, he, he was good. I'm trying to see a picture of John Cena here in Ready to Rumble. Oh. Okay. Is that him? Yeah, that is him. Wow, he's a lot smaller, actually. Than he normally. Oh yeah, is. that's
1: like when that's like when he was the prototype.
0: Yeah, because he is in the movie, he's in the scene with uh, where Jimmy the the King gym. approaches Goldberg, and he's just putting he's weights gym, on yeah. something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's John Cena, like the prototype John Cena, where he had like the blonde fucking like hair. Yeah. Like he had, like the blonde like military like fucking, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme fucking goddamn mohawk. Oh man, that was a terrible gimmick. That uh, is better than people give him credit for, it, but that was a terrible gimmick. Oh my god! Wow, John have Reed. you seen?
0: I don't know what this movie is about, but he made an appearance in a movie called Sisters in 2015, and dude, he is like tattooed. Like his face is all tattooed up. In Hollywood, they had no hesitation, giving him the role of an antagonist as he played a drug dealer named Pazuzu in the film Sisters, starring Tina Fey and Amy Poehler.
1: Last time I summoned Pazuzu, he killed my party.
0: <laughs> oh, but dude, look at this guy. Hold on. I'm going to put it in the Discord chat here, because again, wouldn't be simply unprofessional if we didn't have visuals that the audience couldn't see. Look at that. It's Pazuzu. That's not Pazuzu. That's fucked up. I mean, it makes sense. It looks
1: so convincing-ish.
0: That is essentially ready to rumble in a nutshell, Devin. I'm I'm gonna have you open this up for mean guns, cause God damn,
1: mean guns, baby. So a hundred people, a hundred people.
0: I still think I'm gonna want. I kind of. I don't want to but I I kind of want to watch watch it again again and just try to keep track of how many people actually get shot. I mean, I'm down and I'd like to, I'd like to try to keep track of how many bullets are fired without reloading a gun.
1: (laughs) Oh, a lot, a lot, a
0: lot. Uh, everybody, everybody had the infinite ammo cheat on except for the except for me and Devin,
1: (laughs) me and Devin, me and Webby over here. We we over here following the rules. Yep. Till some till some bimbo got us killed.
0: Fucking Barbie. Got a Barbie. <laughs> Alright, so tell us a little bit about Mingo. Right, very
1: simple, very simple premise.
0: First off, as
1: Chris, you would as think Christopher Lambert has iced tea. That's kinda all you that's need. That's all know. you
0: need. That's the only memorable people in this movie. First off, you would watching this, you would think that this is like an eighties movie. Not you the would case. Think
1: it's an 80s movie and, and I even told Devin
0: movie? last night. I was like, Devin, so help me God, if you tell me that this movie was made in 1998, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it more because that's I'm like, bad.
1: 1997. I was like 97, yeah. and he's like, God damn it! I'm like, but that makes it worse, but also kind of better at the same. Yeah,
0: time. Yeah, it makes it worse. It makes it only better because it makes it that much worse of a movie. <laughs> like this movie is watchable. And entertaining. This entertaining is nothing
1: if not enjoy. It's entertaining and enjoyable. It is not a good movie. No one ever, yeah. no, no one ever, no one ever has uh, gave this movie the it's, accolades of being a good movie. That's the thing. Is it's entertaining a movie based that off deserves of how bad remake, it is. I would love to see a remake of this movie done like modern.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like, uh, I think you
1: can firmly file this in the category of movies that I would like to see a remake of. Mean Guns would be it. So you have ice Tea and... Christopher Lambert. Ice T is um He plays Moon He's not like the leader. He plays Moon, but if he's not a Vincent Moon, if he's not the leader, he's like a underboss of this is mysterious organization called the Syndicate. We don't really know anything more about the Syndicate. And they you don't learn anything
0: more about the Syndicate. You learn
1: nothing <laughs> about the Syndicate. This movie does not look. This movie's like, look, we know why you're here. You don't give a damn about this backstory. You just want to see people get shot. So they're just going to go right in and get people getting shot with the smooth undertones of Mamba.
0: Yeah. The Mamba music. Yeah.
1: It. So you have, um, it's basically 100 people, 100 assassins, who, well, like 90-ish assassins, and like sprinkle in a couple people who just kind of got caught up in some shit, uh, who have betrayed the Syndicate at one point or another in their life. Um, they're all gathered in a prison that's scheduled to be opening the next day. They are given weapons and six hours to kill each other. Um, and the last remaining three will share $10 million. And they will get their slate wiped clean with the syndicate. That is the premise of the movie. That is pretty much all you need to know about the movie. Because that is pretty much the only thing that matters about the movie. I like, will say this. Else-
0: as soon as pretty much Ice-T's character says, all right, time starts now. And then they dump the guns. And first off, they dump all the guns over in like these big tubs. Right, And then everybody grabs a gun and instantly starts trying to fire at everybody else but then they realize no ammo but they continue to try to fire and then they dump over a tub of baseball bats and a tub of ammo. As soon as that happens literally like half these people die like <laughs> and there's no blood anywhere.
1: Yeah, like, like three people bleeding the whole movie. Um, but yeah, so one of the things like I mean while you were talking about like first off when you saw that happen, the first thing I would have grabbed is a shotgun. Because, yeah. two, when you saw the bullets getting dropped down, raining down from the sky, it's going to be way easier to identify shotgun shells yeah. than it is to identify, you know, 45 to from 40 or 9mm from 38. It's going to be way too hard to identify what's what. Way too hard. I'm like, a shotgun's the way to go in this situation. Or just grab two baseball bats and a partner like me and Webby did. Hell yeah. And then and take start other people's people
0: guns as you go. Who have scrambled to load them up and actually survived that initial.
1: Which well, is exactly conflict. what they did. Yep. That's why we, we survived say, say, the very, very end. Yeah, we the two really people
0: do- who teamed up who me and Devin dubbed as us throughout the movie, they honestly had the best strategy of everyone. They are only people, I think, who had a strategy. Goddamn fucking Barbie killed us. This is bullshit.
1: Although I think the MVP for like the most resilient motherfucker has to go to Bobby.
0: Yeah, dude, he died like three times.
1: <laughs> Bobby, man, he, he should have been dead so many times. He got like shot in the stairwell. He like hunkered on with like guns fucking akimbo down a hallway. Then he got like shot again and then he came back again. He was just like he he just kept pushing on. Um, I really got,
0: thought like, it, I really thought he would have been dead in the stairwell the second time when <laughs> our characters just fucking unloaded, like, unloaded. On him. like just he was just no, shot, after no. shot after shot after shot after shot. Apparently
1: he was like shot like once in that encounter, and then like they just kept we just kept shooting everything else around him. <laughs> that
0: was bullshit. That's dumb. It was
1: it was scare tactics. So he be scare was tactics.
0: all fucking bloody at the end, man? And then he came back, <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Goddamn Bobby. Yep. Bobby from the blog, oh, man.
1: <laughs> hey, you he, he just kept coming back, man. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the movie. Like, there's really not much to say about it. It's oh, yeah, that's awful. the premise. It's hilarious. That's the premise of the movie. And it's, you know, you have, you have like... Ice-T doing kung fu at random parts of the movie for no yeah, reason. Yeah,
0: for no reason. He's supposed to be sitting in like this safe room with a chessboard watching the cameras. He's supposed to be, like,
1: monitoring this, but then like, at the yeah. first part of the opening, he's, like, <laughs> actively killing people.
0: Yeah. God, this is so fucking weird. And then, okay, spoilers, obviously, because we're talking about it. So at the end, after all set, you know, we'll, we'll cut back to a couple of the, uh, Important deaths, I suppose. But at the end, you know, you have this one big tall British or Australian—I don't know what kind of accent he had because I don't think he was doing it very well. But let's see. Well, I don't know. It could have been his native tongue. Let's find out. Marcus. If
1: that was Mister uh, Michael Halsey. What has Michael Halsey been in? Um, anything? Recently? I ain't never
0: seen him in nothing.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. I'm I'm going on his actor credits right now. He was also in. He was in an episode of Highlander. So there you go. Okay, so him um,
0: Christopher Lambert.
1: They they other. team up again. That's where that's where they met last time. Yeah, you know, there's this whole like <laughs> it was a government job. Uh he was in Pretty Little Liars. He was in the Vatican tapes. He was in the last witch hunter, um, with Vin Diesel.
0: Really? As, yeah, Grosset. I don't know, it doesn't Grosset. ring a bell.
1: Um Let me see. Grosset. I'm trying to see what he looks like.
0: Was he one of the Viking guys?
1: I think probably at
0: the very beginning of the movie. Yep. He was
1: He's one of the Viking guys at the very beginning of the movie. Uh, he was an angel. Really? Yep. Uh, for two episodes. He was Ru- Rutherford Cirque.
0: Okay. So I'm assuming he has a British accent.
1: Oh, he was one of the, uh, he was one of the Wolfram and Hart heart guys. Uh, he was an employee of Wolfram and heart and he's a former watcher. Okay. Uh, and he, he died. I think to somebody or he just left i don't know which one it was um he was in boardwalk empire i don't think i'm trying to think if he had anything like major roles okay he had like he was in like a season or not i'm trying to say yeah like no real major roles um yeah yeah he he was around he did things
0: so spoilers again at the end you end up having so this marcus guy's alive Okay, and now I want to preface this where it wasn't everybody supposed to kill each other. It was supposed to be everyone kills each other until the last three. The last three were going to split ten million dollars and be let out. So you get there
1: was like a security camera that could get like right next to people. Oh yeah, like
0: dude, we're going to talk about that in a minute too.
1: The angles the security camera could get were amazing,
0: dude. Middle of the hallway where nothing is supposed to be because the actors (laughs) walk through it. I don't know, but anyway, Marcus makes it to the end. The informant lady, who is bad at everything she does, makes it to the end. Christopher Lambert makes it to the end. And then Ice-T comes in and talks to him. And Ice-T's like, yo, I know what you're thinking. Top three, you're going to split some money, blah, blah, blah. But the syndicate, you know they're all going to come after us anyway, so we might as well do it now. And so he throws everybody a Desert Eagle, including himself. And then they all take turns shooting each other, essentially. So Marcus shoots the informant lady in the shoulder and then turns around and points it at Christopher Lambert. Christopher Lambert tries to shoot Marcus, but he didn't have bullets. And then he's telling Ice-T's character pretty much like, that sucks, like, you did me wrong. Marcus shoots him. And then he looks at at Ice-T, and Ice-T's like, yo, the syndicate's going to want blood. (laughs) Let's kill each other. It's like... Dude, you work for them. You both can just leave. Why did he have to go and like to the death? I don't understand Ice T's logic in this movie. But
1: his whole logic was like apparently he he wanted to just do this because like he said like eventually they're going to just get rid of all of them anyway, so he was just like we're just going I'm just going to go out with a bang.
0: <sighs> but I... he ended up losing. Marcus was faster apparently.
1: Well, okay, so First off, it was, that was a bad call on his part. Marcus was fast because Marcus already had his fucking yeah, gun out. He
0: didn't even have to draw <laughs> it; he was just holding on to his, it. His gun was already
1: out at and, and like at like his waist, but and then he had I like his get. gun in, like the front of his pants. He was just like, "All right, we're gonna." His like, like him wasn't like on him wasn't like on the gun; wasn't near the gun. Right. It was like on his side. He's just like, "All right, we're doing this." Right. And then it's just like, "Well, Marcus had to lift his arm, and, Hinn and shoot you." It's like, yeah,
0: I mean, but then he goes over to Chris. He's kind of character. History. And then they both shoot each other at the same time. Like, what's up with Marcus? He killed. He literally killed everybody. He could have just left with the money. Like, he why, did, why did even Marcus want to he, die? He
1: even said on his card that, he even said on his card that he was um, what'd you call it? He's the only that one that gets was, to live. Yeah, like he really could have just left. Like, I don't understand the logic. Me he neither. really could have just left, but. Maybe he, just, maybe, maybe he was just maybe he was just tired sense. of being
0: an assassin.
1: He was just tired of life. Yeah. He looked tired all the whole movie. He was just like I'm tired of this shit.
0: That's very true. Um and then my we'll get to the end, end here in a minute in, in in a little bit I I have to vent about that. But now let's go back to some notable deaths. So Throughout the whole beginning, it was it was me and you, our characters there, just clubbing people to death with baseball bats and making very not-even-witty banter back and forth. Also, if you yeah, ever want to fill up a dialogue... Just
1: keep repeating. Like, has somebody finished a word? Yeah. And just repeat it and rephrase that word as a question. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Webby. So, he went to the store.
0: He went to the store?
1: Yeah, he went to the store.
0: Uh, the store. <laughs> Yeah. Boom, page of dialogue right there. That's all these characters yep. did all the time. Um so it was so great. It was they, great. They, they, they
1: were the best characters.
0: They held their own till the very end. They they ended up finding Barbie who wasn't even supposed to be fucking in this place, wouldn't give her a gun, but yet <laughs> during a massive gunfight, they kept handing her the empty guns, telling her to reload them. So she could hand them back and they could continue doing this gunfight. Because, again, like me and Devin said before, our characters were the only ones playing by the rules who had to reload their weapons. Everyone else had the infinite ammo cheat on, apparently, and that's bullshit. But let me go through the logic here. They don't trust her with a weapon, but we're going to hand her an empty weapon, have her reload it, and expect her to hand it back to us. But we're still not giving her a, f- a loaded weapon. The logic is flawless, apparently on that. Uh, which she does end up finding, a, like a little Deeringer and hiding that, tucking that away for later use. Um, so it comes down to essentially our characters are gonna have like a shootout, like old west style, to determine whether or not they she she can be trusted. Or something I was dumbfounded during this part so I so I didn't he really understand what was happening um, and then during the countdown to it she stood up and pointed a gun at one of them which caused that guy to shoot and then his partner shot him and the one that essentially the one that was like was supposed to be like me died and then Devon's was dying and Barbie, or Bambi, or whatever the fuck her name is, shot him, right? Walked away to go get the briefcase of money, and then, so Devin's guy slouched on the fucking, like, they were in, like, a bathroom or, like, a locker room, So and he's, like, on a bench along the wall. Just slouched there, dead. She goes over, grabs the briefcase, leaves the camera's view. There's, like, just a... (laughs) A flash and a poof of smoke. That's this bomb, okay? There, because there was a bomb in this briefcase. They did not apparently. have like a bomb budget. <laughs> there was no bomb budget. There was a flash, a <laughs> poof of a, smoke. There was,
1: there was, a, it was like a little one of those like uh, like Fourth of July uh, like smoke things.
0: Yes, she yeah, it was like one of those,
1: and like a road flare.
0: She came out. <laughs> Her face was blackened. Her hair was up. The very top of her head was on fire. She paused, looked up, started screaming, cartoon style, Looney Tunes style. Walked around in circles for a minute and then pretty much headbutted a locker in this locker room. And I'm only guessing because her head was on fire and so blazingly hot it melted through the metal as if plunging her head through saran wrap uh and then she just went limp and pretty much hung herself in the locker that's how she died <laughs> Greatest
1: death.
0: um and then when they cut back to marcus walking in and seeing all this devin's character was gone <laughs> he wasn't really dead the whole time he was he played dead Actually escaped, and they didn't show you either. So you escaped too. Yeah, we will be in the sequel. We were wearing wearing bulletproof best. Yeah. Um. So that was like the most asinine of all the deaths. Was Barbie? Uh, like you said, Bobby got shot. Like he died. He was left for dead like three times. Um. Like
1: convincingly dead, not like some of these people were left for dead, but like knew they could weren't dead. He was left for dead, like convincingly left for dead quite a few times. Right.
0: Uh Jesus, what else? Uh that's pretty much the whole movie. Now I just want to talk about the end that pissed me off. So the the lady who only got shot in the shoulder in the last last shootout. She was an informant or some shit. She had like stuff that was on the syndicate. She had pictures and stuff.
1: And she wound up taking some oh, pictures you're very
0: crackly, Devin. I uh, think yeah, I adjusted. Better
1: still works, crackly?
0: Uh, better.
1: All right. So she was an accountant um, and she was doing the money for the, for the syndicate, but somehow in some way got wind up taking pictures of.
0: Or the pictures uh, were sent to her. I think she they were said. Sent her like that. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, sent to her of pictures of, of I think icy or one or somebody in the syndicate higher up um, with a shotgun to like some like um, like bank official's head or some shit like that. Right. And it would have went south for yeah. them completely. So it, it was pretty incriminating. So she got dragged in there. Unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. So she wakes up having just been shot in the shoulder and like there's like this little girl who's Christopher Lambert's daughter throughout the movie who when Christopher Lambert, everybody else got dropped off in this in this parking lot except for Christopher Lambert who drove there with his daughter who's like six, maybe five, I don't know, she's really young, left her in the car went inside, did this fucking death match thing, periodically people would come out and check in on this little girl throughout the movie and then go back inside And she just sat in the car the whole time and essentially she made friends with Marcus. And then she told Marcus to go kill Christopher Lambert's character, uh, because he was a creep. (laughs) And then she shows up when the other woman wakes up finally. And she's like, Hey, you know, uh, that guy over there who's now dead said that he was only going to shoot you in the shoulder and not in the head or chest uh, just so you wouldn't die. And then he left you some shit, so come with me. And then they walk she's out to the car. All this murder. There's like
1: 30 bodies spread out. She's very calm about the Oh, murder. for
0: sure. Like stone-faced about everything. Like, I don't think she had an expression like, at all ever in this movie. No, no, no. no.
1: She's just like, whatever. Uh, I mean, the funniest thing, like, because even like in the car when... um. Like the one guy walked up and left. She she just like calmly looks over, like, he didn't shoot at us. Yeah. This is like, and this girl's really she's the best killer in the movie.
0: Oh, um, she's gonna for sure grow up to be a serial killer.
1: One hundred percent.
0: But so she she the the informant lady gets in the in the car, and then the little girl's like, Oh yeah, Marcus also left this for you, and she opens up a briefcase that just has all the money in it. I'm guessing all 10 million.
1: Issues, issues
0: with this ending. Yeah, and then so she puts that in the back seat, and then she, the little girl looks at her and she says, so everyone's dead or does that mean you're my new mommy now? And the woman turns to her and says, I guess it does, sweetie. And that's where the movie stops. I was like, no! No! That is the, that's more asinine than the woman who put her head through the locker. You don't do that. No, you tell that little girl sure, whatever you want, and then you drop her ass off at Child Protective Services and give her over to the state. Okay, that that little girl is not your responsibility. She is one hundred percent going to become a serial killer. You're probably going to be the first victim. No, you don't do that. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> That's where the sequel's going to come in. The sequel's going to be like the informant, like the little girl growing up, killing the informant and becoming like a, a serial killer, like an assassin serial killer.
1: The life, but somebody—that's not going to happen. Um, somebody's going to like from the syndicate is going to kill, kill her, her new mom. Yep. And she's going to like be like, "Oh hell no!" And then she's going to, you know, she's
0: going to go John up. Wick on the entire syndicate or operation. Yes. Yep.
1: That's what i mean. That's what well, let's pitch. That.
0: Let's let's pitch that as a movie idea. I'm down. Mean guns too. Don't 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 you kill my mommy. <laughs>
1: Mean guns to Don't kill my mommy.
0: <laughs> the girl can be like, "What?" what she, if, she's, if she's like six, if she's I like six, she's like six 2, let's make her don't like ten. This is four years mommy. later. Yeah, don't don't kill is, my mommy.
1: That, that is the best subtitle I've ever heard in a movie. That's
0: right. Let's we're gonna pitch this idea. Mean gun 2 Don't kill my mommy. <laughs> well, Devin. I mean, wow. You had me for a ride there for fucking Mean Guns last night. Fucking <sighs> right. Like, it was worth it. It was worth a watch. A singular one-time watch. But you want to watch it again, don't you? you I know, do like, just I want to, I, only because I want to count things, because I really feel like there was far more people who died than 100 on screen. Probably like, it right. was bad.
1: You're probably right. dead.
0: I also want to know how many times Christopher Lambert shot that shotgun without having to reload it in that one scene. That was it,
1: it was quite a bit. It was quite a bit. Yeah, he
0: literally shot like 12 times. Shotguns do not hold that much ammo.
1: I mean, even like the most forgiving shotguns, you look at maybe eight.
0: Yeah. Unless you had like one of those barreled shotguns. And
1: he had shot prior to that, too. So like that's the thing. Like he had right. shot that gun.
0: Right. And then uh, the one dude who was just in the rafter that he just shot upwards. And then all of a sudden the body came down and he was like hung.
1: It's like that guy, guy okay. that guy oh, had to have that... been up there just jerking it. No, no, no. So that guy actually had, from my understanding of what I saw in that scene, that guy had, um, the fucking,
0: he said like the he strap, had,
1: like, he had like the, he had like the gun strap around, like a, like over his shoulder. It was shooting, and when he shot him, he just fell, in, and caught, and fell in such a way in which he yeah, got... Yeah, but
0: that guy had, like, a cord around his throat, like, three times. Like... No, it wasn't...
1: It, no, like, if you saw it, it was the gun. It was the shotgun was attached to it. It was just, like, the open sling that was there. Huh. It, it, it was just the open sling.
0: I mean, I feel like it was definitely wrapped around his throat, like, more than just, like... No. Once. Although we did
1: we did kill a guy and then hang him by his tie on a uh what you call it.
0: That's true. On like a dry on the uh the on
1: like the dry cleaning, conveyor, dry belt cleaning
0: conveyor belt. Yeah. Yep. Which why I don't know why there's a dry cleaning well, I guess it's a prison to do all the uniforms I mean, they're and prob- stuff.
1: Yeah, they're probably laundry. making them do the uniforms and shit.
0: Yeah. So. I don't know. It's so, messed up. It's so messed up. That's <laughs> a movie watch again (sighs) okay so let's let's start with ready to rumble what would you rate that out of 10
1: um for the average person who's sitting down to watch that movie i would say maybe a five
0: okay i was Um, was gonna go probably about a five as well
1: Five for the average person if you're not a wrestling fan there are other like teen raunchy comedies out there right right
0: now what if you no, are a wrestling fan, how would you rate wrestling
1: it? Fan, I would say about an 8. All
0: right, yeah, I'd give it probably about the same. Uh I would recommend that if you are a wrestling fan and have not seen it, I recommend seeing it. It's it's enjoyable. Uh now for Mean Guns, what would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? And don't you goddamn well, dare say 10. I wouldn't say 10. I'm not that
1: I'm <laughs> I'm not that fan. Um I would say I would rate Mean Guns probably, I'd give it, like, for nostalgia for me, I'd give it a solid, probably a seven and a half. But if I'm being, like, realistic, probably somewhere like a six.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm giving this movie probably a 4.5 to a five.
1: I like, mean, if... it
0: was enjoyable, but in that sense that it's so bad that it's funny.
1: Right. Right. Well, the funniest thing about the movie, like I told you in the beginning, the funniest thing about this movie is that it's not built as a comedy.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's not a comedy. It
1: takes it, itself totally seriously.
0: And there again, the let's touch on the whole thing. The There's a hundred people in this movie who fucking die. There was only blood th- four times in the movie. The one the and, one blonde and like, girl and the
1: that was there four times in the movie was like superficial in like n- the most not needed blood of yeah. all the blood.
0: So D, the blonde girl at the beginning She got shot in the arm, and the only blood you saw from that was she had a little bit of blood trickling down her left arm. Ice-T, when he got shot at the very end, you had a little bit of blood covering his grill. He had like a silver grill, and he had some blood covering in his mouth. Uh, Christopher Lambert was the only one who got shot who bled on the floor. Uh, And that was it.
1: Bobby had some blood on him, like the. the oh yeah, Bobby had yeah,
0: Bobby had blood like on his face and and on his clothes. Like
1: the second time he died.
0: But that's it. Uh, so you have all these other people who, mind you, it it was they were brutally beaten with baseball bats. They were shot at with shotguns, pistols, a lot of fifty cals, like Desert Eagles. Uh, and no gun, no no residual blood spray, no blood pooling underneath the bodies. There was just no blood in this entire fucking movie.
1: Uh, it's rated R. Like it's not even a PG thirteen movie. It's rated R. Yeah. So it's like there wasn't really. A there wasn't a blood or bomb PG-13. budget. Yeah, there just wasn't a blood budget. Well, I mean, the movie. To be fair, I think that movie was. I think had like a, only had like a two million dollar budget.
0: How much did it make? Um.
1: Let's see. Let's see box office. Had a budget of about $2 million. Let me see. Um, mean Guns, Box Office. I had to get IMDb Pro to tell me, but I'm trying to see if I can figure out how much it did it in there. Do, 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 do. It. i have the imd pro tell me i'm not paying IMDb pro i mean we do review movies movies a lot on this channel but i, I i'm not working that into the budget no because <sighs> it's not even on
0: their wikipedia page like okay, they, well, they, they on, just don't on. want to talk about it
1: i mean i i don't know i feel like it i feel like it may have actually made some money like i feel like it may have made money I feel like it may have made money. It was because it, it was an independent film and the movie did uh, get like some re- some like recognition for being like an independent movie. So there's an alternate version. Okay, so the DVD and home video versions of the cable version. The DVD adds more footage missing from the cable version. The scene includes three flashback scenes involving Christopher Lambert's past. A scene where Lambert sees his daughter after the first opening gun battle inside the prison. So we saw that. Um, so, we, I'm trying to figure out which version we watch. The demise of Tina Coates' character after she thinks she got the right suitcase with the money. The cable version features a longer introduction of the characters as they reach the prison. Uh, me and you killing a guy in an overhang while walking up the stairs with Tina Coates. Um, the demise of Bob.
0: I can't find this anywhere.
1: Hold on. I'm trying to... So apparently... Okay, so apparently the cable version... That's weird. Apparently the cable version had a better... Had more stuff. I'm just seeing what Michael... I what he calls... It. So...
0: Did you know, while you're looking that up, did you know, Christopher Lambert only worked on this film for two days. He was scheduled for three, but had a prior commitment, so could only work for two days on this film.
1: Hey, two days probably made more money than my salary. So, hey, you know what? I'm not mad at the hustle. I ain't mad at the hustle, bro may work 2 days probably made more than my salary you got to respect it put some respect
0: on his name um so it was filmed in California at the Twin yeah. Towers Correctional Facility in Los Angeles
1: That name aged poorly.
0: The budget was $2,095,000 estimated. Okay. And it still has no information on how much it possibly made.
1: I'm just going to say it made... Watch it made like $100 million. I'll be like, (laughs) what other Uh. movies were released?
0: So, what I'll say is we will do a little digging, and we will give you an update next week on if we find out how much this movie made. Yes. Uh, Watch, it.
1: Watch it have made like $300 million. I, I doubt laugh. it. Me too, but I, I doubt it. I, oh, I totally doubt it, but I would die laughing if it did.
0: Um. So, with that, Devin, I, we need life advice. <laughs> Devin. Uh,
1: life advice with Devin. Hmm i uh, hmm. we're trying to give us something that's tying into this. Easy. if you
0: ever get dragged into a prison battle royale, bring a buddy.
1: <laughs> or oh, no better yet do uh, fucking, do what the other guy did. Just sneak a gun in.
0: Oh yeah, Marcus, he just had one in his pocket <laughs> the whole yeah. time.
1: <laughs> yeah, just sneak a gun in. Like if you're in a situation where you know you you're in a prison, you find yourself in a shootout don't be that guy who doesn't sneak a gun and just sneak a gun and it's fine. Yep. It's fine. Totally fine. All right.
0: Well, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at who killed me. And as always, you can find me on eBay. Um, running from the syndicate.
0: Oh, uh, and as always, everybody, you thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Uh, feel free to write us on our Facebook page um, with if any comments if you've seen either movie and want to comment on it.
1: Um, awesome Mean Guns is, go right ahead.
0: Yep. And as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jax Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DMWebby, on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52, and on eBay at also running from the Syndicate, because... Me and Devin, we're, partner. we're partners. Uh, so thank you, everybody. And until next time, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Barbie. FBG,
1: FBG yeah, fuck Barbie.
0: <laughs> she tore us apart.
1: You're tearing us apart,
0: Oh,
1: uh, That's what we need. We need a crossover between Mean Guns and The Room with Tommy wasow oh.
0: oh, hi, Mom.
1: That's the movie we need.
0: Oh, Jesus.